Well, you were born in 1968. Um, what is your first musical m memory? Um, first musical memory? Uh, maybe like Elvis. <laughs> uh, somebody playing me an Elvis record when I was really young. Was this from his Las Vegas, Vegas period? Or? I don't know. I think it was the greatest hits kind of record. I don't remember. Did you like it? Yeah, yeah. I think I did. <laughs> and when, when did you actually start listening music to music yourself? Was it around mid-70s or eight, late, late 70s? Um, I guess when I was like, uh, like 12 or 10 or 12, I started listening to music more seriously or some, or yeah, as seriously as you can when you're yeah. 10 or 12. And what did you listen to? Uh, my brother had like uh, classic rock records. He had like Zeppelin and Bruce Springsteen and uh, The Who, Rolling Stones, stuff like that. So it was not really, let's say, the punk period, but it was more older, older albums? Um, um, I don't think they were that old at the time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he didn't have cutting edge punk rock that yeah. didn't that didn't make it into the middle of America okay and when, when did you actually well pick up the guitar uh, maybe when I was 14 I was 14 um, like 1982 my, huh 1982 uh, I don't know <laughs> yeah if that's that's what the year was yeah. yeah I can only think about it in terms of how old I was yeah. I don't remember the years uh, yeah, I, uh, my parents got me like a cheap guitar and I started playing it a little bit and, you know, it was fun. And I think I didn't really start playing it until I, ha I met some friends in the first year of high school and we started playing sort of together. What did you like about the guitar? Um, you know, it's, it's fun. It's, it's, uh, it's a very powerful thing to be able to play guitar and put out music and, you know, the whole thing was um, very, uh, I don't know, powerful is the only word I can think of. Does it still have the same attraction these days? Um, it's different, I mean, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, it's amazing what one guitar can do, like being able to put out a song and yeah, you know, it's, it's an amazing, it's an amazing instrument. Definitely. Have you ever well, felt, did you ever have, have enough of the guitar once? Well, I mean, the last 20, 20, 20 25 years? Um, no, I mean, I don't, I mean, I, I, you get tired from maybe touring or something, but it's not like you get tired of an instrument. I mean, I don't know, maybe after really long practice, you don't want to play guitar, I don't know. But do you, do you still practice? Uh, no. I mean, you know, you can either, like, spend time writing or practicing. Kind of, as an adult, I feel like you only have so much time to do something like that. So I, I, I tend to write more if, if I'm playing guitar, just in free, free time. When did you actually start writing your own songs? Was it in the... Uh, probably in high school with friends. Snake Train. <laughs> I guess you've done a lot of research here. Uh, yes, yes. 
it wasn't called that back then, but um, uh, later it became that. Um, but yeah, just with, with those friends. Were they good songs? Um, most of them were like novel. I mean, they were like songs written by 14-year-old boys. And music-wise? Um, you know, they're a little bit punk, a little bit kind of non... You can't really put it in a category. <laughs> Glam rock? No. It was the no. end of the 80s for self-thinking, maybe. No, it wasn't like that. <laughs> um, it's good you're referencing the, the time period, but it wasn't really like, I don't know. You had to be there in suburban Chicago to <laughs> to understand, I guess. And what, what, what was it like? Because you were saying those records, cutting-edge records, didn't make it into the middle of America? Uh, I mean, they did later. Like, um, you know, like, I, we discovered, like, English bands and punk rock and new wave kind of like you know after they happened because it was just uh, much more conservative and much slower the way people got music and heard about bands like that so it was probably like 80 83 or something before I heard about punk rock or something like that um It, our, our our high school was sort of like like there's a lot of movies they made around that time like Sixteen Candles and The Breakfast Club it was like that but it wasn't as fun do you <laughs> do you still visit Chicago uh, yeah I just I just played in Chicago like a month ago but do your parents still live there or yeah yeah in the same house or in the same same yeah, neighborhood yeah And what's it like now? It's the same. <laughs> But now you have the internet. What? But now you have internet. Yes. Well, I don't know. You can't really compare my childhood to like now. It's, of course, completely different. Yeah. Uh, I was in college, um, and uh, the Smashing Pumpkins started around, God, I don't know, 89 or eight, late 88, something like that. And uh, uh, we started, it was just uh, me and Billy and a drum machine. And then and then we added Darcy and Jimmy, the, the four, four co-founding members. And, um, and we just started playing local gigs in Chicago and then it just kind of took off. But did you, did you know you had something special compared to, for example, Snake Train or...? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was um, playing, <laughs> playing with your friends and then playing with, I guess, people who are just, um, I don't know. It, it, it was just different, yeah. Different kind of band and definitely something happening. Was it something, was it the songwriting, chemistry? Uh, it was probably, you know, all of the above, you know. It was just, it was just, you know, a, a, diff a step up, you know, just songwriting and playing and the whole vibe. You know, it felt more like a competitive band. How do you look back on those early years? 
Um, I don't really. <laughs> Until you're, you're asking now. Okay, so it's for you, it's not something that you think about or... I mean, you know, maybe you have a flash of something, but I, I, I haven't really revisited it in a long time. Why? No, 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 no interest or? I just haven't thought about it for a while. I don't know. I mean, that would be how many years ago? Twenty. 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 Twenty years ago. Have you thought about what you were doing twenty years ago today? Not today. <laughs> No, but for me it's different, of course, because I well I didn't I didn't have that amount of success. And I think for you, when it started off, it was really some sort of uh, well, it really changed your life into more more or less it is now. Yeah, yeah. So it must have <laughs> so it must have had an impact. Um, well, yeah, I mean. Definitely. I just haven't thought about it for a while, okay. though. Well, then, then <laughs> let me see if, if, if you can answer some questions. Um, well, you've released, uh, when you were playing with the Smashing Pumpkins, you've released uh, six albums, st studio albums. Um, how do you look back on those albums? Um, you know, it was a, a very intense uh, 12 years of of um, of rock and uh, you know in, in some ways like it it was not a blur but you know it was a lot of work and a intense amount of work in that time so it was it's just um, a huge part of my life but uh, you know what can you say it was like an exciting time in music great great records um, touring the world, you know, sort of everything you could do as a band, um, and and having you know, success, a lot of success with it. So it was great, but it was really intense. Do you miss it? Um, hmm, I haven't really thought about it that way. I mean, I still play. It's like I still tour, and I still. Um, well, and I play with other people now. Um, I don't know. I haven't thought about it that way, so I guess I don't. And album-wise, are there certain albums or songs that you well that you're more proud of? Um, probably like a lot of people, I think maybe um, um, Siamese Dream and Melancholy, you know, are are um, you know top top of the list um, you know that that time in the music that time of the band uh, songs that uh, Billy was writing and the, um, the producers we had Al, uh, Flood and Alan Mulder you know it's pretty unbeatable did you write songs yourself back then? Mm -hmm. uh, I, had, I had songs on both of those records um, there was a couple on Siamese Dream and a couple on Melancholy. Was it hard to, well, because now you write your own, you, you release your own albums, was it hard to, well, to have someone who writes more of the material? Um, no, I mean, my songs were never, like, the main focus of the band, so it, 
my songs weren't like the signature songs of the band. I mean, they they definitely. I mean, like the two songs in Melancholy are def or on uh, Siamese Dream, uh, Mayonnaise and Soma are definitely important songs on the record. Um, I don't know, you know, I, I I don't know how you want to look at it. They 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 work within the band. They are important pieces of the band, but. I think Billy's writing is was the main focus of it. Well, then, uh, well, the band broke up in 2000. Uh, well, you you went out with a double album, or double. I mean, two releases in one year, Machina one and two. Um, were you happy when the band broke up? Um, I think, I think, like you know, with the breakup of the band, and I've been asked this a lot. Um, I, th I think at that time, you know, that was like the natural conclusion to the band. We'd, you know, done a lot of records, done a lot of touring very intensely, and uh, it just seemed like the natural conclusion to the band. And so, it was, you know, it was I th when the band ended, I think I just needed to uh, take a break and recharge my batteries and kind of see things differently, not, not in the context of a band. How did you recharge your batteries? How did you do it? Um, well, I moved to New York and um, I started a recording studio with a couple of friends uh, and um, we started a label together, record label. So I started a and I started producing like younger bands and then, um, and then I started playing with uh, a perfect circle, and um, yeah, and that's just uh, kind of how it's been for a while. And I just um, maybe three or four years ago, I started feeling really motivated to do my own record again. Um, how come? I think I think for a while I just needed new inspiration. I was writing very similar sounding songs to my first record, and I wanted this record to be more representative of me as a musician and person. So I, I wanted to have more electric sounds, more experimental sounds on this record than on the first record. And not having a label or a manager, it just I just kept pushing the deadline in my mind back farther and farther and worked on it till I was, you know, happy with it and it just took a lo really long time. How, how, how many songs did you have? Because there are 11 songs on the album, how many mm -hmm. songs did you have? Um, I don't know. I mean, there were songs that didn't get used. Um, you know, I would demo some, I would start recording some songs and then feel like they weren't happening. So, you know, there's a bunch of them. I don't know. Not not like say for forty songs and no no I mean, you know maybe there was like five or six okay. that that didn't work out but uh, I don't know maybe maybe more too but not not like not like twenty or thirty songs. Yeah. How do you look back on your on your first solo album in nineteen ninety eight? Let it come um, down. Um, I like it. Um, I think. It was definitely reactionary to like you know being in a big rock band that I wanted to do something the opposite, make something like songwriter like more acoustic, and I uh, I like it, but I feel like it's kind of like one one sort of sound. 
So uh, when I did this new record, I wanted to, there to be more electric stuff, more experimental stuff like using keyboards and different, different kinds of songwriting. Um, so I like it. I, I, wish, I wish it was more representative, I, I guess. First album. Yes, yeah. yes. Well, you work together with many people on this album. Um, specific reason or? Well, you work together with many people on this album. Um, any specific reason why you why you work with certain persons or? Um, um, I, I guess you know because this record took a long time to make. Um, I had the luxury of just sort of um, asking friends and. Uh, people that my my co-producer Nathan Larson and I liked to sort of guest on the record and just try some things. So it, it was, um, you know, some some people we had specific ideas and some people we were just happy to have them come in and see if they could make something happen. And um, yeah, it was pretty casual and kind of organic the way uh, a lot of the guests are on the record. How did you, well... Uh Get to work with Nina Person from the Guardians. Um, she's married to my co-producer Nathan Larson, so that was easy to <laughs> to ask her. And and she's a friend. She's she's great. She's smart, funny, very musical, and she's got a great voice. And so it was it was very easy. I just sent her a couple tracks, and she just came down and had these great ideas. For you, because when well. Uh, 14 years since your previous album, how important is it for you to release an album nowadays? Um, yeah, it's it's pretty important because it's it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of time and work and energy that you have to put out there. Um, <coughs> and, um, excuse me, um, yeah, you know, it, 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 it should be worth it if you're going to go out, go out there in the world and promote and play play these songs. So, yeah, I, I put a lot of time and energy into it. The album's called Look to the Sky. Um, any specific reason? The first album was called Let It Come Down. Right. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think of it that way, but I, 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 went through, um, I went through all the lyrics on the record. I wrote them all out, and I just sort of, like, picked out my favorite phrases from lyrics on the record, and that, that was one of them. And I thought it I thought it had a nice feeling that it was like a directive and that it, it kind of tied into some of um, the other lyrics in the record, like uh, kind of elemental things about like earth and sky. And some of it is used as metaphors and some, some isn't. And so I, I thought it had a good feeling to it. Is it something that you're really in, into? I mean, earthly and, and nature and... Yeah, with 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 uh, I guess with the risk of sounding like a hippie, um, yeah, you know, I I think there's like drama in a lot of the natural world. Like, uh, just I mean, if you look at the sky and it's just like you realize how how small <laughs> you are on the planet and how you know big you know the world is and how dramatic it can be. I I, I like that idea. Is it true? Because I, I read through your, uh, well, through your life and, and I read some parts. Is it true that 
the last 10 years that you're maybe more focusing on more focused on on Japan or because of your background or was it were you also more into Japan when you were younger um, no I haven't really thought about it that way um, I have a friend from Japan who he was my roommate in Chicago and uh, we did we have a clothing line that we do together in Japan so I've gone there a lot just kind of opportunities just come up from have come up from Japan if If somebody would have called me from Amsterdam with a, a film or something, I would probably be in Amsterdam more. <laughs> it just just opportunities came up from Japan, um, so and I was happy. You know, they were all really good things. The films that I've worked on, uh, the the clothing line I've worked on, they're all really great people. So, I guess that's why that's happened. Do you feel more c connected to Japan because of your background, or? Um, I'm very, I'm very American, unfortunately, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I do feel some connection. Yeah, because this album was released first in Japan. That was more just because an A and R person who, uh, who finally got me going to really finish the record. She had followed me for years and wanted this record from me, and so she kind of she kind of hounded me about when's it going to be done. I was like, oh, probably, probably next year. When's it going to be done? Oh, maybe six months from now. And I finished it, and I was trying to get a record deal in the States, and it just took longer. So it just came out in Japan first. Well, the first song from the, uh, the first single is To Who Knows Where. Yeah. Um, what's, what's it song about? Um... I think it's kind of like an atmospheric kind of rock kind of track and it, it's sort of like about lyrically like maybe finding like the perfect moment just like great like perfect moments in your life but they're knowing that they're kind of here for just a short while and then they go away so it's appreciating it and also kind of feeling like maybe a little sad about that. Was the last time you've had that feeling? Oh God. Um, hmm. Actually, the other night on tour it was really fun. Like the show was really good, and uh, everybody was having such a great time. And it was like one of those bonding tour moments. I was like, "Oh, this is great! <laughs> having fun in Paris and on tour again." Um, that was a good moment. Um, what what song is the line from "Look to the Sky"? Uh, in the first song on the album. Make believe. What is that? What is that? Can you picture this? Uh, uh, what's the lyric? Look to the sky, there's a thousand stars. You're running so fast, you're never that far. Um, I, I guess. I, I guess it's sort of like a. Like a little vignette of a, of an idea of like, like kind of like characters in a movie. Um, just like two people and uh, sort of like chasing something or coming towards each other but uh, I don't know I, I kind of picture it's some kind of scene out of a movie but <laughs> um, and um, there's kind of like things about where where they are and like the scene the scene that's set 
So it's just like a little, I guess, a scene out of a movie in my, in my mind. Last question. Well, Smashing Pumpkins has well, not really reformed, but the band is performing under its name. What do you think of that? Um, you know, like I said before when you were asking, I, for me, the, the natural conclusion of the band was in two, 2000, um, which was a while ago. Um, and, you know, I, uh, I work on my own music. I'm playing with a perfect circle uh, right now, and we're going to go out next year. So I don't know. I don't really think about it that much. So you're sure you're not really angry or... Well, it's just not really part of my life, so... <laughs> well, it could be it's, even it, maybe. Or the, it's not part of my, my present, I guess, so... I don't really have... I haven't heard the record, or... I don't really have much much of an opinion. Do you still still speak to Billy sometimes? No, I, we haven't talked in years. Yes. Maybe over a decade or something. Must be sad. I don't know, you know, I mean... Yeah, you know, I mean, people point that out, but, you know, there's it's a lot of people. <laughs> people come in and out of your life, and, you know, there, there's some regret, there's some, there, there's reasons why you lose touch with people, there's, sometimes it's just circumstance, you know, it happens. <laughs> but, oh, uh, but sometimes people get really angry with, with, with things that happen, but... You don't seem like that guy. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Last question. No, really, really last question. Do you speak to Darcy? Uh, once in a while. Once in a while. Yeah, because I read that she was not really doing well. Is it true? Or? Um, um, she's okay. She's okay. Okay. Thank you for your time. Okay. All right. Thank you.